Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Goodbye, University. Right on. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for our monthly master's group call. Today, I wanted to talk about <laughs> something that was a little disconcerting for me to realize was happening in my own practice. And I thought, well, if it's happening for me and I've got room for improvement, this might be something worth bringing to the group. But before we dive in, let's say hello to those of you who are dialed in. Cause we've got a wonderful group here tonight. I know Janet's here. Hey, Janet, how are you? I'm really, really well. Thank you. You sound fabulous for it being first thing in mm-hmm. the morning. <laughs> you sound really, really good. <laughs> uh, and Susan is here. Hey, Susan. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you here. Thanks for making time. And Barbara's tuned in. Hello, Barbara. Hi. How's everyone? Feeling glad to have you here. And I see Ming is still unmuted. Are you Are you going to be unmuted for our whole call, Ming? Yes, I am actually oh. off today. Yay, right on. Yep. Well, happy to have you here. And I don't know who North Dakota is, but thank you for joining. And I'll say hello to guests four and five in the chat room as well. I would like this to be a lot of uh, exploring ideas together because I don't exactly have this whole thing nailed down myself, even though I tried to graph it. That was my attempt to try and wrap my arms around what's happening here. What what really was going on? Well, let me let me introduce what we're talking about. The, I, I titled this subject Optimizing Our Manifesting Cycle because to me it seems like once we know how the system works, it's pretty, pretty easy to work it to our advantage. And, and it's a pretty simple formula. Contrast happens. New desires are born. We learn how to focus ourselves into alignment and results manifest. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But I don't know how often we actually really experience it that way unless we're talking about the treasure hunt, maybe. <laughs> In real life, the process for me anyway looks quite a bit different. And I know it does for a lot of you just based on the conversations we have on our calls. Um, so despite all we know about how to work the system, mine looks a lot more like this. Contrast happens. New desires are born. <laughs> uh there's some grumbling and fretting about the contrast, <laughs> maybe some worrying, a little more grumbling. Then maybe I come to my LOA senses and I remember, oh, i got to manage this vibration, and I deliberately switch focus. I listen for inspiration. Not much seems to be happening. A little wor- grumble, a little worry, and I remember, wait, that's, that's, this is, it's still working. Dial back in again. Take inspired action. Get some signs of driftwood. Get a little tired of waiting. <laughs> Uh, say screw this, throw in the towel, results manifest. Uh, and and I know in a lot what's happening for me is that I don't really draw out that period of successful results. Like I go back to contrast pretty quickly. Um, so I have like brief enjoyment before I'm right back in contrast. And I I know I know I'm not alone in in that I don't have that clean smooth contrast. New desires, alignment, results, kind of 
cycle. Um, in fact, I w what got me thinking about this was, and I've talked about this with a couple of you as I realized what was happening. I, I'm thinking about, okay, wh where am I at with my whole seven-figure project? And, and I was like, uh, yeah, where am I with that? And I recognized, <laughs> I actually graphed this one too. <laughs> Here's how it went for me. It was like um, the contrast was the stagnant income. It was six-figure income. I mean, I think it's safe to say no one should have been complaining about that crap, but I was because it was leveled out. It, had, it wasn't growing. So from that contrast, the new desire was born, growing income. Not just growing. Remember all my inspiration from Peter? Kaboom. Remember the kaboom guy? I wanted a kaboom. So I was like, seven figures, I'm totally doing it. And the reason I did that is because I knew that this wasn't happening organically on its own after I ignored my income. You know how sometimes you can just not pay too much attention to something? A lot of times that's how stuff manifests best. Hello, treasure hunt. But that wasn't happening with my money because I left it alone, like didn't give it much attention at all for like a full-on year. And it's still – can you hear it in my voice still? <laughs> <laughs> Same level. Okay, so I diagnosed myself with a financial set point, and I, I set about raising it by being a seven-figure business owner. Because so I was like, clearly, I'm at the set. I know how much I make, and even though it frustrates me, I know it so well about myself. It's what I keep doing. Despite doing some very different things with my business, I was still landing right there, right around 20 grand. You know, it didn't vary that much. So... um I tune into Seven Figure Business Owner and I notice some pretty fairly immediate inspirations showing up. And I start following up on those. But it wasn't the smoothest road. I was managing some of those bumps um, and I was trying not to trying not to feel like yeah, this is rough going. But I did get a little caught up in managing the bumps and the inspired action. Star Six, if you've got any background noise. So um, inspired action was kind of waning in that process, and I did know enough. I had super huge awareness to not to recognize when the action started to get uninspired, and so I stopped doing that. And then it was pretty easy for me to be looking at what wasn't happening, the obstacles in the way, the half-hearted alignment that I was engaging in. And, and eventually that the contrast was outweighing the inspiration and I realized I needed to regroup, just walk away from it for a while. And with that little bit of distance, I realized I, all of this was born out of resistance to six figures, right? And we know that what we resist persists. So I diagnosed myself with resistance to what is and I assigned myself appreciation homework. And that's what I've been doing for a good number of weeks like being able to love what is and getting a foothold in that I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm doing a decent job of it and I'm wondering okay is it time to pick up the seven figures again and and as I'm thinking about this whole process I thought wow you know this wasn't the whole smooth easy thing that it sometimes you know, some of my favorite stories you know all manifest in one afternoon <laughs> this one is not that and it got me wondering okay so is this unusual or how do is this your routine, girlfriend? Because if it's a pattern, maybe you could look at some opportunities to improve it. So I was looking at, all right, the way I do uh, the thriving, optimizing, beautifying body. That's been an old, old, old desire, and it's reappeared 
uh, multiple times as contrast happens and and so I've contrasted and then fabulous results and then then my focus slips and contrast again and then realign fabulous results I've done it multiple times so I know that routine and it begins with contrast until I'm fed up with myself and then focusing on the new desire and that new desire has been in a couple of different forms once upon a time it was size six I feel like that was as misguided as my seven figures is. Um, the I did smoking hot, uh, smoking hot girl for a while. I I recently was playing with beauty on the beach, but the routine is this: get the inspiration, follow it, get results, love it, and then my attention slides to the next don't want, and it's a rinse and repeat. Like some of my contrast spells are short, but most of them are long before I'm realize realizing that I'm dialed on the don't want, but. The good news is results are easy once I truly get myself to a self-love space, and that's easier to do the more I practice this. The first time, it took a long freaking time. I mean, months and months and months and months. Um, But this isn't work that I keep up once I get what I said that I wanted. Like, uh, I mean, Maui, the the vacation was my motivation for tuning into that vibration. Last, like, well, I don't know, whenever it was I was dating, year before last, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was getting naked with a stranger. That was my motivation for loving this body again. And as soon as the thing has passed, it's it's not a default mode of operation for me yet. So I, I kind of slowly find my way back to old habits until contrast gets big enough that um, it inspires me to start the whole process again. Um, when I looked at my relationships, I had like this long history of bouncing between contrast and desire. And as I looked at that process too, I, the themes that I noticed in my own manifesting rhythm and flow was that um, I didn't catch the contrast when it was small and early. Like mine gets pretty noticeable before I'm willing to give it attention and start managing it. I could catch it way quicker. And for a person who, who says she doesn't like big contrast, which I truly believe about myself, that would be smart for me to catch it quicker. Um, and then I also, uh, when it comes to redirecting onto the desire and coming into alignment, however I'm doing that, sometimes I do it clean and sometimes I'm still bringing resistance along. Resistance that from the, from the original contrast. So the alignment isn't as aligned as I sometimes think it is. And if I got more clear about that, that would smooth things out and clean things up. Uh, What else did I notice? Once I realized the kinks, I'm really good at cleaning it up with some good old-fashioned appreciation, and then I'm back in the saddle ready for the alignment work again. Um, And I do get credit for following inspiration. I hear it well, and I honor it well. I have room for improvement, though, on honoring it without attachment, because it's sometimes I find myself engaging the inspired actions with an eye for the results. And <laughs> I'm probably not stating that right. It's with attachment. So I could clean that up. Um, and then w- when results do manifest, I usually have really good eyes for those results. and I can see it happening. Sometimes I miss it, but usually I can see it and give myself credit but after that, I coast. Like, I, I don't stay engaged really well in the practices that got me there. So eventually, and it's usually sooner rather than later, I'm looking at another don't want. It might be the same freaking one, or it might be a totally new one. So, 
So in that cycle, what I saw was that my opportunities to improve were to spend less time in contrast, catch it earlier while it's really easy to manage, to focus on the desire without attachment, which will include making peace with that contrast, and developing longer enjoyment of results rather than slipping back into the contrast so quickly. So if those are those are the three things I've I noticed in looking at my cycle that I think I'd get big bang for the buck and playing even with just one of those. I might do them one at a time. Because, um, again, I like my contrast to be bite-sized. I don't need it to be really big um, in order to you know, make for a more exciting ride and better results. That's that's what I engage stories for, you know, TV and books. I, I'll get my the excitement there. I don't need it in my own real life. But some of the other habits I might benefit from are, like, insulating against contrast with more appreciation um, or even enjoyment and pre-paving practices. If, if I had pre-pave, I'd be so much, I'd, I think I'd experience a lot less contrast. And I think I'd be less susceptible if I managed my vibration better on an everyday basis rather, rather than waiting for contrast to inspire me to it, like to make this work habitual rather than wait till things get bad enough to kick into gear. I want, it, I want an easier trigger, I guess, is what I'm saying. So um, my my goal here isn't to try and do away with this cycle, right? Because that only happens when we die. I'm not shooting for never again experiencing contrast because that's part of the deal and it's what makes life get even better. But what I do want is to enjoy my time more. I want to use my skills and my knowledge the way I know I can to rock my life and to make the most of my life really just by loving it fully. That's what I'm looking for. But what I really wanted to do in this call was invite you to look at your cycles and to look at how you've been doing it, if you can identify any patterns or see what could obviously be improved on in order to get closer to what you want your life to be. So um, I had some thoughts about how we might go about that, but uh, let me open it up for thoughts and discussion from from you, those of you who are unmuted. Anyone got anything to chime in with? Jeanette, it's Janet. I, I, I sort of, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about how, how this applies in my own life because, you know, we can only kind of figure it out for our, from our, for our own experience. And I was thinking, I don't know that I ever go quite back to where I was before. I think it's more like a spiral mm. or, a, mm-hmm. or a down step. It's like, I often say to this I often say this to my clients that you know when it's three steps forward two steps back it's not failure it's a dance step and <laughs> and that helps me to not judge it when I catch myself doing it cuz god knows I can <laughs> and I can be the I can be the poster girl for judging myself because of it and and I think that that just adds unnecessary complications to the mix so for me I, thinking about it as more of a spiraling or a dance step or a you know the fact that it's not smooth, I have to, I have to, I have to find a way for me that it doesn't bother me that it's not smooth. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I can slide really easily into judgment, and I know that that's not a, a useful place. I just know that that's how that's an old, old way of being. So anything that triggers that, I don't particularly want to play with. So, so I, I like the idea. I think there's something softer about the idea of it as a spiral rather than a, you know, complete crash and burn. <laughs> so if we looked at if we looked at your graph Janet, 
You know how yeah. I had it, I had the vibration alignment scale. I just, I was just using words. I, I used cloud nine, pretty good, neutral, crappy. I love those. Hell. Yeah, so yours would be, yours would reflect an upward trend. Like you don't visit uh, maybe as much as you used to the, the lower vibrations on a regular basis is what you're saying? I think so, although I don't know that I would say I don't visit them at all. I would say I don't visit them as often and I don't stay there as long. Yeah, in the past, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think part of what was keeping me there in the past was a sense of, oh God, I've had a bad thought, and now the universe is going to punish me, which obviously not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I would say it's a work in progress, and maybe one day I'll have the completely smooth takeoff. I don't know that that'll ever happen. <laughs> I'd like. Well, I might. I don't know. It probably has for us. Like we, I picked out my, my biggest, most challenging projects, but if we picked some of our easy things, you know, like free That's parking true. or yeah. whatever, I mean, we have yeah. those. We, those are those would be cool to graph too, <laughs> just to revel yeah, in yeah. that brilliance. <laughs> I, I agreed. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. That would be a cool thing to, to graph. I, I'd choose more of those. <laughs> Well, I, I like the I like the recognition that, and I think this this is something to be expected that as we become more conscious creators and more masterful in our manifesting process, that we would spend less time in the contrast. We'd 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 pick it up sooner. I'm thinking about how Abraham talks about how the better it gets for Esther, the better she expects it to be, so that when something goes wrong, she finds herself still experiencing the same. Uh, levels of contra the same vibrations the same negative vibrations but on smaller stuff you know like when the printer doesn't work she's having a tizzy fit whereas you know it used to be something else that maybe it would have to be a bigger deal in order to make her get that upset that kind of, and i think of that as the princess in the pea kind of i don't want to call it a syndrome an effect where you know when we get we get used to higher vibrations so when or or a good life that when something goes a little kinky you know we we used to not even miss a beat with it before and now it throws us totally out of whack because we're just used to life being good so i i i like the way you've vocalized this janet that what we could ex- not just expect but appreciate seeing is um the, those dips maybe don't go as low and they don't last as long if we were to graph it. Oh. Mine, what ha, what's, I know what's happening to me is I kind of have these expectations of myself that it kind of, like when I graphed my seven-figure business, I was like, okay, where did this start? It started when I did taxes, I'm pretty sure. I did my taxes and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> That's actually what I graphed. What the hell? <laughs> With an exclamation point and a question mark. This number again? Seriously? And then um and then hung, hanging out in contrast for a while and, and the next point I graphed it said, Screw this <laughs> So like, I think because I have higher expectations of myself, it can create some more dwelling on the lower part of this graph then I would probably expect a masterful creator to be. <laughs> Has anyone else got an idea of what their graph might look like or anything they might be gleaning from it as they just even imagine it? All right, so uh, I wanted to talk about, we know, okay, the two things that are always a given always a given for all of us 
who are alive, contrast and then desire, right? They both happen automatically as a result of us being here, being human. But what isn't a given, what we are in charge of, is our focus and how we experience that contrast and that desire. So I think that what really what we're graphing here or what we're wrapping our arms around is whether we're focusing on the desire or the contrast. Like I thought that when I was turning my attention towards seven-figure business owner, I, I would have sworn up and down that, that that's what I was doing, but it was it grew from the resistance from six figures. And I hadn't – what I'm seeing is this plant – that, okay, it, the seed sprouted from, oh, I don't want to do this six figures crap anymore. And then, and then it's reaching over to try to reach into the light of seven figures, but it's still rooted in six. Can you, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's like when Abraham talks about the difference between gratitude and appreciation, how gratitude is sourced from the problem. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people they really can't feel the difference between gratitude and appreciation, thankfulness. It all feels like the same thing to them. But when I heard Abraham describe it, I could I could get a it's subtle, but I could feel a distinction there. And that's the kind of thing that it took me a while to clue into in my own work was that especially when it didn't happen overnight, that uh, that frustration with six was still alive and kicking. And so even though that was the contrast that spurred the new desire, and frankly, I think I could have done a much better job, and I think that I will. I don't think I'm just going to pick up seven figures again. I think that desire wants to be fine-tuned and really getting to a better essence of it because it feels as misguided as as saying size six. But um, what was I trying to say? Um, oh, so we're either focused on the desire or the contrast. And the question that I'd love for us to ask ourselves is, are we using our alignment methods and skills, processes and tools to manage the vibration, or are we letting reality dictate how we feel? Are we using our skills of perception to see what's working and what's going right, or are we addicted to problems and worries and fears? Right? Do, do we know how to engage what works long enough to get inspiration and to follow it, um, do we have eyes for the results, or are we so used to problems that we can't even see what's working? Because, hello, six figures is really right. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff about that. It's taken me some practice to see it that way. So I guess what I'd be interested to see you guys do is just get more clear about what you're – because when I, when I was taking a step back and like, okay, Jeanette – you can't focusing on seven is a little pointless right now while you're still resisting six. So let's find a way for you to embrace what is, appreciate what is, not just make peace with it. I mean, making peace would be a big improvement, but I can do way better than that. So I wanted to find a way to love what is, and and I kind of felt like that'll free me. That those are the the snags that were keeping me from a nice, smooth, easy road to seven figures, um, and when I was realizing that, it kind of felt like a step backwards. And I thought, well, that's impossible. There's no such thing as a step backwards. But it it woke me up to what the process of manifesting is, you know, the ebbs and the flows and the cycle and the rhythm of the whole thing and how to honor that and work with it 
rather than be frustrated by it. So if anyone else is feeling like they've <laughs> like their graph might be a little have some sharp turns and <laughs> low hit, low valleys in it, uh I just want you to know that one you're not alone and two we can work with this. Like when we get clear about this, this is something that we can we can effect change on if we wanted to. And I'm not saying everyone should because we might be really happy with the way that's rolling for us, but um, if anyone's got any comments, I'd love to hear them. Uh, otherwise, Jeanette? yes, Barbara. Hi, this is Barbara. <laughs> yeah, I had to put myself on mute um, earlier, and I probably should have chimed in then. But, um, yeah, I had a couple thoughts on this. I I really feel that I totally get the gratitude appreciation thing. I I can appreciate like crazy. I appreciate every day whether I do it in my group or write it down in the journal or just I find ways to appreciate. That's really not my issue. Mm-hmm. My, my I don't want to say thorn, but my issue lately, my pattern, I guess, is that I'm not focusing very much. <laughs> like I'm really enjoying so much in the meantime that I'm not focusing on the thing. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like that I was know my, you can go general. That can be I, a strategy, actually, and sometimes a very effective yeah. one. Because sometimes when yeah. we turn attention to something that we strongly desire, that attention isn't helpful. Like sometimes getting mm-hmm. our focus off of it is what allows it to thrive, which was my plan when I stopped looking at my income for a year. However, okay. at the end of that year-long <laughs> experiment, I discovered that did not work. <laughs> it didn't work, yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm realizing that, too. And so I'm wondering if I, you know, getting back to practices like pre-paving, for example, or, you know, really deliberately a discipline of, like, the five minutes a day, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, that's where I can well, clean that up. <laughs> I I love that you have this awareness of yourself. And, and I think that we kind of – I. Maybe not. I was going to say, I think we have an intuitive knowing as to when something is call, calling for us to give it more focused attention, mm-hmm. so to be more deliberate mm-hmm. in our practices and in our alignment. And I, I think sometimes we know when, look, this thing's going to rock. I don't even need to give it any attention. All I need mm-hmm. to do is get out of the way. Um, but, but we also know that if, if things aren't happening, if we're not seeing some sort of evidence, the first evidence is always how we feel about it, mm-hmm. then then it probably is calling for us to move a set point. Because like Abraham says, wherever you left your vibration, it's right there. <laughs> like, is They've said this two different ways. I've heard them contradict themselves when they say, and, and I don't mean that they contradict themselves, but that it happens both ways. Sometimes the way it works is, yeah, you can ignore it, just go focus on all other good things. And this, mm-hmm. like, what's the phrase about how, you know, all ships rise with the rising tide or something like that? I don't know how it goes. Sometimes that works, but then other times it's more like when they say, wherever you left your vibration, that's where it still is. That's where it is, yeah. Yeah, so so I like, though, how you're already setting this up with with an intention that it doesn't have to be a lot of work. Just, you know, even no. a couple of minutes a day, whether it's pre-paving, whether mm-hmm. – I like Mike Dooley, how he sits in his special chair and just gives it five minutes to see his fabulous mm-hmm. future. I've got to say, every time, I don't want to say every time, but lately when I go to pick up my 17 seconds of pure positive thought, I'm like, no, Jeanette, let's give it five fabulous minutes. We're going to do this (laughs) duly style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I think that sort of work, it pays.
pays off quickly. I, I know it does. I don't think it does. I know it does because I see the results from my own self and from people that I talk with who practice this. It doesn't take long for us to realize how effective that is for us to plug in really consciously, however we feel inspired to do it. Mm-hmm. But yay for your appreciation is easy. I kind of oh, yeah, want to bring is. that into the the things where I where I get sticky with the contrast because I think that's that's where I kind of hold myself back a little bit. Hey, I got to tell you guys, I know I made a graph of Russ. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to, I, oh, like how a muggle does it because I was like they just they. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I really did justice to what I was thinking how he does but it kind of seems that way to me like he doesn't make any progress with his golf game. It's like you know little highs and little lows and it just doesn't ever seem to move much. But literally oh how many minutes before we this a couple minutes before we dialed into the call he sent me an email. It's and it's titled I swear to god I have not been coaching him on this. It's titled so they say dot 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 and then inside it says <laughs> oh my God! Do I have to play hook? <laughs> and he puts a his last name is Hook. He puts uh, a, a graph of he he um what did he he did some is this from today? Because he won a tournament last weekend, but he also he did really oh yeah he did really well today. So he's <laughs> he's almost leading it today. And this there were a bunch of heavy hitters. So he he was laughing the other day because he was talking about how. Um, but like a what he called he said the field it wasn't a bigwig field he used some phrase that like it's a heavy field meaning these guys are players and and he burst out laughing because he kind of made it sound like he was one of them and it made him laugh he's like he's definitely he doesn't consider himself one of them so for him to send this email I gotta say I might have to redo his graph because what he's got going on in that head of his is probably different than I gave him credit for Which makes me wonder, then, uh, that uh, as you were speaking to, uh, going back to the example of, you know, uh, getting in the mindset of a seven-figure income, uh, somehow still being stuck, I I can't remember exactly what your words were, but in the six, makes me wonder if, as we focus on or try to intentionally manifest the seven-figure uh, if those few minutes or something, uh, while we're focusing on it and feeling good, all the other time that we're not focusing on it, um, is there something in our mind that is keeping us, you know, that's like, well, you know, a secret kind of quiet talk that's like, well, I'm really still a six-figure one, you know, that kind of a thing. I- Totally get it, Anna, and I think a lot of us do that and don't even realize it. I, I mean, I think it, I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to be honest with ourselves about what our dominant thoughts are outside of our alignment work. And I think the more alignment work that we engage, and the you know the the more effectively we choose those tools for ourselves, the less we experience that. But I noticed it with my own self that uh, that there was this background this background hum sound that was, it's not happening, you know, for my own self. And I know I'm not alone in this, but That's but right. recognizing, being able to root that out, and I don't, I, as I say that, it feels like that's got resistance in it because 
I'm learning to love six instead of be mad about it. <laughs> well, I think isn't that the key though? Love, I, I, I've just had uh, every time I have success with manifestation, it keeps coming down to uh, I'm always totally surprised. It seems when something happens because ultimately I totally let go and forgot. I forgot about whatever it was. And I, I just, I find myself wondering, because the most recent thing happened very quickly, it seems. And uh, so I just wonder, how come, well, you carry on. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I uh, was actually wanting to have some discussion around this to hear what you guys thought, of whether I'm the only one who's geeky enough to think of it this way, or whether it anything, any parts of this click for anyone else about being able to spot habits in their in their process that may not necessarily serve. Hey, Jeanette, it's me. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. Sure. So, do you think that maybe I set my bar like because I've been better at the vibrating and you know um, my vibration that I move the bar maybe a little bit too high for myself because you know what I'm trying to do to sell my house, right? So mm-hmm. No, and... you are selling your house. You're not trying to sell your house. You're selling your house. Continue. Yeah, exactly, right? So house is sold. The house is sold. That's right. what I was so, just going to say. It's so already was, sold. Right? So I was doing all of that. I was saying that. I was doing, you know, and then, I don't know, like I was telling you, maybe I'm too attached, so then... I just started distracting myself, but then it's kind of hard because I'm living in a staged house, which is somewhat sometimes challenging, yeah, but I hear you. Lucy and I are, you know, we're getting there. Of course, my desk just <laughs> crashed while I was <laughs> But I was just thinking while I was listening to you, and then I was looking at your graph earlier today, too, and I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like that's what I'm doing. And then, like, I emailed you. I was in the shower because I take one long shower a week. And I'm telling myself, Ming, you just got through a two-year divorce thing. You were a mm-hmm. mess. Mm-hmm. This is easy. This is nothing. What is what is with you? <laughs> right? So I'm like talking to myself, saying, you're fine. You're fine. We're oh, in it together, okay. right? So I, I talk to myself, and I said, hey, yeah, okay. So yeah. then I get an email yesterday saying, we're not renewing your homeowner's insurance. And you know what was interesting, Jeanette? I didn't read the letter all the way through. My thought went to if I was late on a payment because, you know, I was having those money problems earlier last mm-hmm. year. And I thought, and I didn't read it, and I fell apart after I got the letter. And then oh. it was just like, I did, but I, finally, I, when I got it, myself back together, I looked at the letter. It didn't say that. It didn't have to say anything about money. It just said my trees were too close to the house. So, you weren't was, dropped? No. Well, no, they said that I was dropped, but it oh. was that the reason was the trees. So, oh. so you know, and then last night, I don't know, I was like, I can't take this. So I went to sleep. So I thought this morning, you know what, how come I never thought of calling this? See, I think if I was, you know, in a better mindset, I would have just called them. So I did this morning at 730. I got on the phone. I said, hey, you know, I got a letter saying... You know, you're going to drop me because of the trees, but I think I got them trimmed. Can I just send you a picture? Can you come out? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Just send us some pictures. And they sent me an email address. Oh, I wow. thought, 
So that was fixed, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. When we talk about how quickly we get results from doing the work, and Ming, your work was just better feeling thoughts, you know, take the shower, take it, better feeling thoughts contributing to the kind of um, mindset that allows inspiration and that says just call them and see, <laughs> and everything's fine. <laughs> Yeah, you, see, to answer your very first question, though, that you you asked, there's, I don't, okay, uh, you said, did I move the bar too high? I don't think, I don't think so. Now, I know some of us, we might feel more inspired by something that feels like it's within reach, but if something excites us, I don't think there's any such thing as too big. In fact, I listened to a couple of people yesterday, they were talking about how they were dreaming, they were t- all the things they were up to, some really cool stuff, and they said, wow, you know, a year ago we were dreaming big, but we never dreamed this. And, <laughs> and I thought how cool it is, how cool it is to imagine what that inspires them to dream next, you know, when they realize what's possible. And I think there's always more possible for us than we even know how to let in. So I don't think there's any such thing as up raising the bar too high, but but I do understand Oh, Elvis found the quail. I do understand like sometimes, here, here. Yeah. sometimes lowering it if it feels, if that makes us feel more excited about it or more believable. You know, sometimes moving it can help with our, with how we feel about it. But anything's possible. Mm. Yeah, and at the same uh, time, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, I mean, if we, you know, quote unquote, lower our bar or something for. Uh, desire, uh, it doesn't mean that we're stuck there and that we have no desire for the greater. It just means that this is the way we need to get there to the greater so that we can I like that. Yeah. allow it real in our own minds and yeah, our beings. Like Abraham would say, we could either do this and get there by taking baby steps there or we could just go in one big leap. Either way, we're ending up in the same place. I, I like that. And plus, I mean, I don't know what part of that felt high for you whether it was the selling of the house really fast or for a lot of money i think i think i know what your house is going to sell for because i sold it in my dreams remember (laughs) i dreamt i was you i think i know what your sale price is Uh, okay someone else keeps trying to chime in and um we're talking over the top of you who is that me susan thank you (gasps) hi susan i love you oh thank you um one of the things that strikes me is that we might pay attention to sort of our style of manifesting. Mm. Because, you know, we read something new, we look at something, we hear someone, and sometimes we go in a path. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you in a bit, okay? All right. Bye. That's what happens when Susan calls us from work. But God, I, um, I like what she was saying because I just was reading, before I dialed in on this call, I was reading a book called Seduction by the Stars. And the authors are writing about how to, what romance looks like with the different star signs. And it they've done such a good job of pegging each of the 12 zodiac signs. And when Ooh. Susan was saying paying attention to our style of manifesting, I... I thought, you know what, that's so true. Each of us does have our own particular approach that works best. And if we tried to replicate someone else's because they had success with it, it might not serve us best because it doesn't suit us. You know, it it doesn't play to um, what we enjoy most. 
Anyone else have any thoughts they wanted to share? You know, this is Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. Nice to hear I, you. Yay. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know if I try to make it too hard. You know, I think there's, I should have this whole routine. You hear these people that, like, oh, I, you know, I do 20 things every morning, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm mm. like, oh, my gosh, I don't, I don't do that. And I start on things, and then, I don't know, they kind of, I fall off. But I've been doing a real simple thing lately, and it's kind of working. Um, I'd like to hear how you know that it's working. Tell me more about Well, I mean, I guess it just feels, it just feels like no resistance. I mean, I... I heard Tony Ro- I heard Tony Robbins talk about um he does three things every morning before he wakes up, you know, he you know, his little routine. It was basically um you know, blessing others, um envisioning like thing you know, a thing he wanted to happen, already done. And I I don't know what the third one I don't even know what the third one is, but you know, it's oh, appreciation. Hmm. So basically kind of those three things. I kind of more I guess I kinda of must morph it all together. I kinda of have it two and a half steps. <laughs> <laughs> Out of three, it's it's kind of some my own morphing, but I know when I do it and just take that. I mean, and certainly I'm like, okay, this is easy enough. I can do this. You know, this is five minutes before I get out of bed and you know start my you know frantic. And it feels good to take those few minutes to do that before I feel like you know I've got to get up and start catching you know wanting to get ready to be somewhere else and do stuff. Wow, I I really like how you're making simple work for you, Jackie, and that's an important thing to know about ourselves. Like some people might get really lit up to have a complicated process like the one Esther described. Does anyone remember what what Esther's was where she wakes up and she basks and then she like does a focus wheel aspect. like yeah, uh, focus wheels. Positive aspects and focus wheels, probably like five or six focus wheels at least and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds wonderful. It sounds wonderful. I like that. It sounds wonderful, but in a comparison thing, you know, <laughs> then I feel bad. Not bad, but I just I know. Like, it feels like, "Oh, we're not doing what we should be." I know how easy it is to I know how easy it is to feel that. Uh, well, when I think, like, yeah. my business partner Lisa, when she was she decided to get serious about attracting coach students and sure and I had thought one I was it I think I was like I can't remember. We had different ideas about how many students we should be attracting. She was ready for way more than I was. And she, once she turned that thing on, they were coming even more than she was intending. And her process was, I was like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? Okay, well, I don't want to be the one who's not helping, so tell me what it is and I'll join you. And it was 10 minutes of EFT. It was 10 minutes of affirmations and 10 minutes of, great, I'm forgetting the third one too. She had, but it was like a 30-minute <laughs> process, and she did it in the morning and the night. And in the nighttime, her husband joined her in it. And, wow. and I was like, more gathered. I was like, oh, that's, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to, but that doesn't sound like my idea of a good time. I think it's important for us to, and for her, and things don't happen for her until she gets serious and really knuckles down that way. That's why she's got a program called LOA Ass Kicking because <laughs> it's serious stuff. I mean, it's not going to be the thing you can do, you know, in two minutes before you start your day and then you're done. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to make before I left. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Don't worry. But, um, that 
knowing our style. So one of the things, um, for example, Jeanette, you like diversity. I do. You like to try something new. It'll work for a while. Then you'll move on to something else. And that's that's your style. Mm-hmm. Some of us like doing, you know, the same thing repeatedly. Some of us like very intense, and some of us like light or easy world or whatever. But I think the key is to know how it works best for us. Mm-hmm. And I I'm sorry? I I agree. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, though. Finish your No, talk. no. No, it's fine. Well, I'm thinking of the uh, – I, a guy interviewed me the other day on Prey Rain Journaling, and he was telling his audience about how much he loves it, how long he's been doing it, and uh, like he rarely misses a day. And I jumped right in. And I was like, oh, for anyone who might be new to this, yes, the way I learned it is a page a day uh, every day until you get to the end of your book, and then you will have it. But what works way better for me is to do it for maybe, you know, three or four days a week or maybe two weeks straight and then swap it out with something else. And he was pretty horrified with what I was sharing because he, really? he went on to say he found that the longer, the more he did it, the more power was in it for him. Like the more consistent his results were, the more that he practiced this. And it was spoke exactly to what you were just saying, Susan, about how you know different styles can serve us um, differently. And so knowing what it is that works for us, and and we, I'm telling you guys, if you graph a couple of your projects. Not just the ones that have been challenging or the big deal ones that are still in the works, but some of your successes, the big ones and the little ones, I think you'll see some things there that will do a lot to inform you of of where you have room for improvement in your current habits. What do you mean what do you mean by graph? Is that like what you posted on so how did you well, like set that yeah, up? I was thinking so about how we images, how do you I was, there's probably other ways to do this where where we like get a handle on, we get clear. Really, I'm just looking for a tool of awareness for us so that we can be more clear about what we're actually doing because what we think we're doing, I think it's like, you know, recording calorie how much you eat. Like we make a guess, but when you actually have a food journal, it turns when I have, I guessed I was maybe, you know, I figured I, it was even pretty average. I was like, mm, 2,200 calories a day. When I journaled it, 4,000 calories regularly every day, every day. I was astonished. I couldn't even believe it. Um, same with money. You know, when we track our money, we think we've got a pretty good handle where it goes. You actually track that stuff, and you are gonna, your eyes will be opened as to what your financial uh, uh, rhythms and flows are. So I'm not saying we have to do this in a graph, but finding a way for us to get more clear about what our manifesting process is. Um, I think that's the kind of awareness that I was looking for. And, and when I was putting pen to paper, I started with a flow chart. I was like, okay, because it all starts with contrast, desire's born, and then, but then what I realized was this was really turning into was more of a graph than a flow chart. May I make a, an observation? Yes. Well, of course I may. Uh, there are so many uh, methods and techniques and ways uh, to, I mean, for us to manifest uh, our dreams. Uh, I believe it is because 
not everything works for everybody. And in my experience, uh, we tend to try a whole bunch of things and do it as if we're, we've uh, gone to the store and bought like a frozen pizza and going, okay, I want this pizza. I'm going to follow the directions. Uh, um, it is too easy. Uh, there are different ways because different things work better for different people. And I, uh, it, it feels like sometimes there might be a secret unspoken uh, something within uh, the individual, okay, I admit it, me, um, that is like, oh, shit, man, I tried this, I did what they said, but it didn't work, or it's not working. Okay. So, yeah. you know, when oh. when I was putting my graph together, I, I wasn't actually, like, I was just lumping in alignment, I just called it alignment work. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily discerning between the different tools that I use that that uh-huh. all fall in the category of alignment work. But that process that you just described, Anna, the one where where we start feeling like it's not happening fast enough or it's not working or whatever, that's, you know, if, if we grasp what's happening to our vibration as we engage those thoughts, obviously that's taking us away from alignment and into the contrast. But But regardless of what we're engaging, whether it's the same thing, whether it's different things, that conclusion, that or that even suspicion, or that little yeah. niggling doubt, fear, or worry, or fear that it isn't working, that that can that can foil Hinder. some of our work. Yep. Yeah. And um, for I mean, real ultimately, I would love uh, for more of us to realize. Uh, I mean, it, my experience, it, it seems like. I can only speak for me, uh, but I've had times where I think, okay, here's another method, there's another method, and oh, oh my gosh, at GVU, there are so many methods. Uh, all of them are supposed to be effective, and yet, uh, you know, if we keep going through one only, and another. So, yeah, and we know the only thing that's effective is doing the work, whatever, regardless of what the work is. Like, uh, yes. And ultimately, is the work not our feeling? I mean, we can we can pretend, we can tell our thoughts or, or retrain our thoughts, but ultimately, is it not all like uh, if we say I'm doing this work and I believe, quote unquote, air bunnies uh, believe? It, it's ultimately we have to feel it, right? Not? Yes, yes. And if I mean that's when I talk so about alignment work, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing or an unfortunate thing that we, uh, it's like with all these different techniques, we go into it as if we're following directions and our feelings don't necessarily uh, go along with it. We go about it in a more logical sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think everyone here knows that when we talk about focusing, when we talk about managing our vibration, that we aren't, if the, if how we feel isn't being affected, we aren't actually doing the work. Yeah, I really like, am. I don't want to be, I apologize for if I ever, if I came down in that way. Um, I might not understand what you're what you're saying here, but... I may not be expressing it appropriately how or properly, but however, I... 
there's something I, I, that what you're saying is, look, we're spinning our wheels. If we're if we're doing the thing because someone told us to do it or we think we're supposed to do it, but it doesn't actually change how we feel, we're fooling ourselves thinking we're doing any alignment mm-hmm. work. Agreed of course. completely. But I I hope everyone That's, here recognizes that. Um, I guess I was speaking more to the subtlety of it because it's easy. Uh, it is easier for us to. Uh, believe or feel or think that we're doing it uh then I know what you mean. I mean I okay, did it with I did it with now. seven figures when when I yeah. <laughs> you know when I thought yeah, I'm plugged in pretty good. Yeah, and there, that's going to happen next year. So okay, <laughs> no, as soon as we let go. I I I love my response to that cuz I'm like, "Oh, girlfriend, it's a done deal already." <laughs> It's uh, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing Jackie's Tony Robbins thing. It's a done deal, just yeah. like you guys did with Ming's mm-hmm. house, already sold. Yep, and yeah. it is. <laughs> okay, so whether you guys, I'm not saying you gotta graph this out like I did, but however you might get clear with yourself about. Um, any patterns you see in your process, the ones that serve you and the ones that don't serve you, just to help us have a higher level of awareness about what's working for us and what we could fine-tune in order to be more masterful creators. That's what I thought the value of looking at this might be. So, you know, like I said, when I when I looked at mine, the three things that I walked away with after looking at just a couple of different projects was – um what are oh yeah spend less time in the contrast i want to catch it sooner and i also want to be able to tune into the desire without attachment and i think part of the way i'll do that is to be able to make peace with contrast once i've gotten clear with it make friends with that and then um i want to i want to draw out the enjoyment of it rather than slip so quickly back into the contrast to have the next thing on the on the plate for for creating how do you feel about enjoying the? I, I love the uh, the contrast and anticipation of something. Um, so ultimately, I think that's kind of like a appreciation of what is, good point. With the knowledge of what's coming. But does that? How how do you think that has an effect well, on? I think for for a lot of us, especially those of us who know how to have confidence. Did you guys see the comment from someone on my blog? She was saying, "What do you do when?" when you don't believe that you can have what you want. And I was like, um, uh, I don't ever believe that. I that was kind of t- I don't ever believe that for anyone. But for, so for those of us who are confident that we can have what we want, then I think that's easier easy for us to enjoy that pre-anticipation Anna, right? Because we aren't on pins and needles wondering if this is going to happen or not. We know that um we know that life is good no matter what, so whether it does or not isn't determining how we experience our life, but we also understand our power as conscious creators and that yeah. it's already a done deal on some level. So, yeah, I kind of like that as a as a way to expand the appreciation part of it. So would that explain why uh, at times, uh, I mean, I've often said the anticipation is the best part because it's so exciting. Uh, when it comes, it's like, yeah, okay, it's exciting for a moment, but I always knew anyway. So um, is that, 
how does that affect our, or may that affect our uh, uh, thoughts, feelings, um, intended manifestation of the next step or the next thing? Uh, let's hear what you think. Well, I just kind of feel like, in a way, it's almost, and I don't like to say this, but part of me thinks, uh, it's great, yes, but it's a bit anticlimactic because I've already enjoyed it before I actually got it. I've already felt it and loved it and lived it and had a ball before it actually happened in this here and now reality. So, wow. If, I'll tell you, that if that were sense. one of my habits or patterns that I noticed, that's one I would definitely want to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do I need? Tell me. I would I, study Barbara. I would study Barbara inside <laughs> and out because she started off this call by saying, appreciation is easy for me. Yeah. Barbara's shadow. <laughs> oh. Hi, Barbara. Yeah, I know. Hi. Well, yeah. So that, okay, I'm, I apologize. But that's a okay. fabulous example. I came in 20 minutes late, but... Oh, you know, I just I love that example, Anna, of of something that we might recognize that we're experiencing again and again that may not be supporting our highest enjoyment of life. Well, or even that, hey, I, I guess, uh, our, I think, won't it be great? I have for a long time. Won't it be great? We can do this, or if we get that, I mean, hey, I had something just happen where it was like in a matter of hours it came to me <laughs> i've been thinking about it before uh the magic bullet and i've been making this special you know nutritional drink but my little magic bullet is hurting the motor's hurting the oh. on which thing started stopping and you know i just went i plugged it in and it's like oh yeah the motor's really going i need a new one yeah, don't worry. I'm getting a new one. Another one's coming. Yep. And I let it go. And that was late one night. And then in the morning, I thought about it again. It's like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm not going to really make myself another one because the motor is really hurting. So maybe I'll wait till this evening. But another newer one's coming. Not an hour later, I got a phone call. Uh, I put in a ballot in a form and I won the debt. I won a magic bullet. <laughs> and I was like, at first I didn't even know what they were talking about when they told me that. And I was like, what, what, oh, what, the magic bullet? I needed that. I wanted a new one. And I was giggling and everything, and they were giggling. Uh, but I keep You're saying you going, didn't enjoy it as much once it was? Oh, well, it's not quite what I was. It's fabulous and gorgeous but then i saw oh but it comes in green too oh, I really like the green better than the red and i know it's shitty horrible i, I yeah maybe a shitty i know the shape but i find myself going but i really would have liked a green one rather than mm-hmm. the red one so what's that about am i stopping further well, things you know when i was talking about how i wanted to be able to enjoy the the results longer you know, yes. like really, really uh-huh. appreciate them the way Pollyanna would. <laughs> you know, I've been our... making fun in for days, and this is just the secret part that I didn't want to let out, but I know I have to let it out because if I don't, it's going to grow, and it'll be well, bad. Mm-hmm. And so. contrast is normal, but uh, but there is such a thing as not having a gift for 
or not having an, a, an ability. I'm not saying this well. I kind of want to let someone else address this. Anyone else uh, know how to put into words what you hear me trying to say? Because <laughs> I don't really know what you're trying to say. Sometimes I just don't get no, that. I was wondering to hear. I was okay. This isn't what you were trying to say. I don't think that because I kind of think I know, but I can't put it into words either. But I had a thought, Anna, is that instead of focusing on the green one or red one or whatever you wanted, I mean, I mean, I got all excited and started giggling when you were telling me that story. I mean, what a great manifester you are. I mean, can you can you shift it to like, wow, I'm really good at this. Like, finally, I did. I've had that for a whole lot. But then okay. I found out that it also came in green. And then, and then, the you, could say, then you could say, oh, and then you're in a really good place. And then, you know, yeah. it's okay to say, wouldn't it be nice if I also got a green one? And then let it go. <laughs> that's, and then that's, I could give amen. a red one. Amen. Well said, Barbara, because no. we can enjoy the green Thank one. You. or We can enjoy what we have and look forward to a green and one. And look how or... good we are at manifesting. You see? I mean, that's what I, like, to me, yeah. that's like, yes, I am really good at this. <laughs> this is great. Well, every time it happens, I keep that's why I said I would shadow Barbara because, Anna, I can relate to this in, and I think I've spoken about this before, about how something fabulous will happen and then there will be one little thing about it that's not quite right, like that amazing painting that I loved so much and um, hung it <laughs> a, a, above the fireplace. And it, it was like the number one, like it was one of however many the artists did. And... And then my dad came over one day and he was like, oh, too bad about that. And he pointed out a random stray brush mark that was clearly an accident, not intended. I'd never seen it before. And now every time I look at the painting, like, that's what I see. <laughs> and, and I think, oh, I was, oh, it was so perfect, except for that little thing. Like, uh, that tendency to be so close to perfect, and yet it's not. I do that more often than serves. Mm-hmm. Uh- I think this is a really good example of somewhere where... Janet, let me give Janet the microphone. Yes, please. I I would be tempted to sort of say, okay, if I can't get to this, could I see it through someone else's eyes who would see this as amazing? And Mm -hmm. because, Jeanette, as you're talking about the stray brush stroke, I love that stuff like that. It shows me this is is made by a human being. This wasn't made by a machine. It's like the random brush stroke, that speaks to me of... I like, like my my mum knits or used to knit a lot and I own uh, several cardigans and she will apologise mm-hmm. for the mistakes and I'll sort of go, are you kidding? <laughs> you know how, how good that would be for me to be able to do that with like my websites and stuff and blog posts? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm not so good at it with those. <laughs> That's why I need to start seeing the handcrafted. You know, wonder. It's that sense of being handcrafted. And I, so I was just thinking about how, if we're in that situation where we're looking at something, because I've been playing with this with my identity shift group at the moment about playing a game of appreciating things. And and I was, you know, it's like you were talking about in the uh, the year of manifesting call that it's easy to appreciate when the stuff's going well, but mm-hmm. when we're sort of really good at spotting the thing to complain about, then. So I think one of the things I want to play with, I want to start playing with, is that idea of what if I was seeing this with the eyes of, you know, whoever. The the eyes of source, yes, but that's a bit ephemeral. So, Jeanette, next time you look at that brush stroke, you can look at it through my eyes and go, 
there is somebody on the planet who's really excited about this. <laughs> you, you know, that's actually what's been working for me for appreciating six figures when I think of all the coaches I know who would love to trade places with me. Like when I yeah. imagine yeah. how excited they would be to be rolling in this income and I have the nerve to be mad about it, <laughs> it that that is helping me a lot to for the perspective shift in that it's like, like when Ming talked earlier about, okay, did I move the bar too high? I mean, part of me did wonder, what, did I did I set myself up for failure here? But I but I really didn't because it's I can't control contrast. That's just how it's it's going to be what it's going to be. But I can experience it without continuing to push against it. And to be able to use that trick for being able to hug it instead of push it away was mm-hmm. it has been really powerful. I like and I think I, I want to challenge. I well, not challenge exactly, but I I'd like to tease out this idea that. We can't control contrast, and and I wonder whether because I'm I'm thinking about your story about uh, do you remember the story about you were taking the dogs up the canyon and yeah. going off leash and you, how could I look forward to uh, you know there was a, there was some anxiety about one of the dogs that that might misbehave how could I not just let go of the anxiety but how could I actually look forward to this and I wonder whether. Because contrast is horrible when we're not really aware that it's happening and we're just caught up in the blah of it. I agree with that. And I think that's that. That's that's how we know it's happening. But there's there's a sort of delay between the onset and the realisation. And yes, we have to honour the emotions if it's something like a really acute, horrible situation. Um, But I think there comes a point where we regain our capacity to choose. And that's the moment where where I think we do have some control not necessarily about the situation, but about our perception of it. And your six-figure, seven-figure thing is a really good example because you're absolutely right. There are coaches on the planet who would, you know, gnaw their own arm off to have the income that they perceive you having or to have a six-figure income. And and there is an opportunity to kind of go, okay, I didn't like, I was I was attached to it because I didn't like the six-figure income. But now that I'm aware that that's what's going on, if I flip it around and I go, oh, I really appreciate the six-figure income. I really appreciate the magic bullet, even though it's not green. Because, hello, I could have that and I could have the green one. I can have a six-figure income and a seven-figure income because, hello, you need one to get the other anyway. Do you see what I'm... <laughs> you know what I like? I am happy with the red one. I just want to say for the record, I'm very happy with the red one. It didn't sound one. like it very, very much, good. Anna. It really I am. Like I would just... But, I'm, I was only less when I found out there was a green one because that's one of my favorite colors. So, but Janet just described sounds to me a lot like how Pollyanna would do contrast. Well, and that's how I'm doing it now. Okay, I want to talk for a second. So I imagine if I looked at my, if I did this in the way that Janet just described, my, you guys can't see the one that I did for my seven-figure graph, but I have a fairly lengthy period here in the contrast phase, and it feels like instead of it being six squares, it would be one. Like, like that's what you're talking about, Jen. It's not like it doesn't happen, but that we can manage it in a way that, and this is when I was talking about how I want to, I want to clue into it quicker so that it doesn't, it doesn't go on as long as it does. I don't get as in as deep a hole um, before I start working with it. And, and that, that idea about that, yes, we do, we can have a lot of effect on how we experience the contrast. That feels that feels true to me. That's that's a better feeling thought. So, 
Thank you for that, Janet. Much appreciated. Cool bananas. You. Uh, it, you know, it's useful for me to reflect on this stuff too because <laughs> I'm still work in progress. <laughs> Definitely. I'm still, I must admit, uh, uh, I, well, Jeanette and hopefully Janet, you guys know, I have no problem really putting everything out. And this was my thought feeling process and the fact that it was there. Uh, it's so, it kind of speaks to what I, I guess I was trying to say before in that, uh, uh, you know, even though we may try a certain technique one or another and if it doesn't work well, there can be uh, little thoughts that may be hindering us that we often, oh, if my mindset is this is what I'm I'm manifesting, da, 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 uh, it's so easy for us to try to ignore or dismiss other thoughts. And I, I like acknowledging all of the thoughts, even if I don't like the thoughts. So um, in having spoken to it and having it spoken to, um, I've learned some uh, enough that I'm. I'd like to think that now I can go and try something, and it will not be there as an issue. It will. Whoopsie! Somebody drove by. It will just, you know, uh, be considerably less of a hindrance or an issue or a something. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, I'm still wondering what it would look like, and I'm imagining your red bullet and green bullet, and I'm imagining <laughs> how, like, if with what Janet just shared, if if a person could manifest the red bullet and be delighted with it, learn that there was a green one, and not, like, that wouldn't necessarily be contrast. That would just be, like, um, not like... It's not exact contrast. It's more like, I love my bullet. I love my red magic party bullet thing. I love it. No, I didn't. don't have to say that like a question. I love it. Uh, boy, when I found out there was a green one, I would. I think I would just love that a little bit more. That's all. I'm kind of like, if I, when I translate that to income, it would be kind of like, whoa, this is cool. And wouldn't it even be more cool if, you know? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Gosh, totally love it. And I just have a feeling, and I don't think it needs not even the funny sound. But how cool. Okay, how I just have a feeling that uh, the uh, I also am waiting. I know this week an electric frying pan is going to come to me so I can get to work on my encaustic painting. And I'll bet you that thing, it's going to be green. And I just have a feeling that that's where my green desire is going. And so it's all good. Everything is good. I can't, yeah. I you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to map out, like, my ideal <laughs> manifesting process and maybe um, uh, and what a current one looks like and kind of use it as as a template for what I'm shooting for just to help me keep on track with what I know is possible. I mean, I know how this stuff works. It's not like I don't have the skills or the tools. I do. Yeah. Uh, but I think that will help ratchet up the awareness 
for for having an experience more like more like I've been describing. Might we all uh, be able to see your template? Um, even oh yeah, I'll definitely post it. I'll for it sure post it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I'll have to take a picture of it though, because making it online is going to be too hard. But I'll I'll take a picture. <laughs> picture. Any final thoughts good. from anyone before we wrap up tonight? I just want to say great talk. Yeah, thank you for joining us for it. Barbara and Susan, it was good to hear from you too. Thank you, Janet and Anna and Ming. Um, sorry, Kim, that you weren't able to hear us in the in the chat room. Uh and Jackie, I can't wait to talk to you soon. <laughs> so all right guys, um enjoy the rest of your night and I will see you in the forums. I love you guys. Thank you. Bye everyone. Happy days. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.